It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Uh, not much. It's Tuesday. We uh, got questions day. Questions day is always my favorite, uh, except when people are writing in to complain about my loud breathing over the uh, commercials. <laughs> so uh, I will do my best thanks, to Tony. hold my breath, guys. Thank you so much for your yeah, understanding. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Tony. That, was, that made my night last night. Um, <laughs> all right, Lena, let's get into these questions. A lot of Micah Parsons questions and a lot of really good ones. I want to start with this one from Ryan. How does Micah Parsons compare with other first-round linebackers, such as Rolando McClain, Luke Keekley, Devin White, and we can even throw Isaiah Simmons in there? Does, do you think he is at least – I mean, I know all those guys are play a little differently, but do you think he's in the same tiered talent level as those guys? He's a different, he's a different kind of player, right? I mean, that's the interesting thing is that, you know, despite what we had been saying previously, like, you know, that he would probably be more of a blitzer than a pass rusher – I mean, it sounds like they're lining him up at, at at Leo and having him rush the passer from a defensive end spot. So I, I think, you know, when you compare him to someone like, you know, Rolando McClain, 
I mean, Rolando McLean was a 200 and almost 70 pound middle linebacker. Yeah. And, and yeah. really, he was just a middle linebacker. I mean, I'm not not just a little middle linebacker because he was very good. But, but that's where he that's, played. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's the only spot you were going to really line him up in. Right. And that and that he would, you know, essentially run that role very, very well. You're not trying to move him around to maximize. Uh, any kind of you know other aspects of his game that that may have value. He's basically is you know what you are looking for in a in a kind of a full time Mike linebacker. I think sure. with Parsons, it's like he's a guy that you feel like can be just a kind of a headache for offensive coordinators, right? Like mm-hmm. you you can blitz him, uh, you can you can actually like we like we we've heard they're doing stand him up as a defensive end and have him rush the passer, uh, and and when you do stuff like that, you can put him on the field. He can suddenly you know be in that position and then drop from that position. He can do a lot of different things. So. Uh, it kind of is just a, a, a che- he's more of a chess piece to keep offensive coordinators guessing uh, and to kind of keep, you know, the pre-snap reads for quarterbacks a, a, a little bit confusing. Whereas, you know, some of these guys like, I mean, I think Devin White's maybe a little bit closer of a player to to Micah Parsons than like a Rolando McLean. And, you know, mm-hmm. McLean's, you know, your classic old school, maybe the last of the kind of classic old school 260-pound middle linebackers you could do everything that you would ask a middle linebacker on a Tampa two defense to do while at 260 plus pounds. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think Devin white's a, a good comp, but he's just bigger than that. Right. And yeah. truthfully, the, the comp that I keep coming back to is, I mean, just last year, Kenneth Murray, I thought was a very similar player, right? Six, three, 240 pounds, super fast, straight line. I just think, I think Parsons is a better athlete, right? I think he's yeah. got maybe a little bit better feel. Both players maybe a little bit inexperienced in traditional drop back coverage stuff, but I feel like Mur- or, excuse me, I think Parsons is on that like tier of players, and maybe he's at the very top, right? And maybe Kenneth Murray is like the middle comp, and I'm trying to think who who would be on like the low comp like that. Well, I, I think Kenneth Murray is is a good. I think you add K- Kenneth Murray plus pass rush skills, and yes. that's what that's what Parsons is. Is you take Kenneth Murray and then you add a pass rush a pass rush element to his game, and that's probably a pretty good comp of what you're getting. Yeah, again, I think the, like the low end for Parsons, the very very low end, is like Alec Ogletree, right? Somebody like that, six yeah. three, two hundred and forty pounds. It's athletic, but maybe not the most natural in coverage. Again, I don't expect him to be. I don't expect him to be Alex Ogletree because that would be nope. that would that would be pretty uh, disappointing. I think he's going to be, be very much bad. much better. Uh, yeah. Next question that kind of ties into that, Landon. Uh, this one's from Matt <laughs> Marcus. Would your opinion of Micah Parsons change if he won the Defensive Rookie of the Year? Does does that change your opinion on the linebacker positional value? Uh, do you want me to answer this one first? Well, I mean, I'll 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 defend Marcus here a little bit in saying that hardware isn't exactly a, a good way to kind of measure the value of an overall position, right? Like, I mean, these these things are voted by people, by sports writers, uh, you know, who may not all have the same sense of positional value relative to team building, right? Um I I don't necessarily agree with the the the, the argument that that Marcus is about to make, but I do think that Marcus has uh, has good points, and and I certainly am not against it. Uh, but I think but but I think it's 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 unfair to 
it's unfair to just because somebody won an award that is handed out by votes yeah, that yeah. It, it makes it doesn't really mark against your you know very logic based you know fact well, based. Argument. But here, but here's the thing: if Parsons does play at that level, and he is somebody who let's say is five sacks and a few forced fumbles, and he's just an yeah. impact player right away, then absolutely that changes my opinion of the pick, right? Like if you're if you're getting a top five linebacker from day one. At pick number 12, okay, that's a lot easier to stomach. The problem is, Landon, um, the hit rate sometimes on linebackers drafted inside the top 20 isn't always great, and sometimes it takes these guys a while to, to kind of get used to the NFL. I think about Roquan Smith, right? Mm-hmm. I think Roquan was maybe the best linebacker prospect to come out in a while, and he really struggled the first two years of his career. Now he's starting to get into the swing of things, and now the Bears have to decide, okay, do we pick up his fifth-year option and do we pay him? My problem with linebackers in general is I feel like you can find those guys day two, day three, and the difference in production from, let's say, a Roquan Smith to a Fred Warner that you get on day two isn't all that different. Um, but again, if Parsons plays really well and he's a he's a defensive rookie of the year, it's going to be hard to argue against it. It's just when you're comparing that against other positions such as like a left tackle in Rashawn Slater or a pass rusher in – whoever Jalen Phillips, that's where it gets a little hairy. Yeah. I I think the, you know, the crux of the argument is how much do you value elite players at the linebacker and running back position, right? Because there is no argument that the middle class uh, to, you know, really the below average class to above average to very good class of linebackers and running backs are probably all the same. Yes. Or they're very yes. close to the point where it's negligible. I where where my disagreement happens is I think that there is a tier of these players that if you have one, it it adds value more than any other running back or linebacker could. And and I think that Parsons could fall in there because uh, through a loophole because because he adds pass rush ability because he and that adds more value than a normal uh, linebacker, even just a, even a linebacker mm-hmm. that you blitz a lot. Right. So uh, I think that the crux of the argument is, you know, Hey, Marcus, are you going to like this guy? If he does well, I think Marcus will like this guy. If he yes. does well, he's yes, a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the question is that might be news to people. <laughs> yeah, that may, that, I, may be, I may be breaking news today. Uh, I think the question is more, you know, is there a point where linebacker play can provide the kind of value that uh, we are suggesting, or that, you know, some people are suggesting uh, doesn't exist with, with linebacker play in general. When you, when you talk about it again, from a team building point of view, I do think Micah is a unique linebacker because I think if he hits the ceiling and he becomes what everybody is saying that he is, I almost think he's a little bit of a unicorn, right? Because we yeah. don't have many linebackers that can, that can play in space and blitz like him. So I think his value, again, if he hits the ceiling, would be significantly more than your traditional off-the-ball middle or weak side linebacker. And that's what does give me a little bit of hope for this pick. I mean, not hope. That's the way to sound. It makes me a little bit more excited about this pick than 
a traditional linebacker. So uh, I'm curious to see how it all plays out. Uh, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, you guys know about Built, Built Bars. They are real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Again, promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. And go to Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. We've got the NBA playing games starting tonight. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Landon, uh, let's answer this question from Tucker. How confident do you feel about the Cowboys secondary going into the 2021 season? Well, it's hard to feel confident right now because I don't know what the what the Cowboys secondary is for the sure. 2021 season. Um, you know, I, I feel I feel good about Diggs. You know, I feel good that uh, <laughs> I, I feel good. That, <laughs> yeah, I feel good about the season he had last year for a rookie. I thought that was uh, impressive. He had some ups and downs. There's no way around it. Uh, but he was involved and he was, uh, you know, there and he was uh, he wasn't getting, uh, you know, absolutely mossed every single play. Even his bad games, yeah. like let's say against like Terry McLaren, like he had, a, I feel like probably one of his worst games there. Uh, he, you know, he, he was he was he was there. He was in the position to make the play and it, it just didn't happen for him at times. Uh, so I, I think that he's going to take a big leap year two. I think, you know, he's definitely has mm-hmm. the kind of attitude and, and, and uh, work ethic to kind of really keep pushing him again. A, another benefit of having an all, but basically an all pro wide receiver as a brother, I'm assuming yeah. is that you get a lot of work in the off season. So um, yeah, I, I think with, with digs, I feel good. I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how, the rest of that shakes out. I mean, we, I would like to see Joseph and some of these guys before kind of giving a heat check on exactly where, where these guys are. And as far as safety goes, I mean, I think there's candidates there, but we don't really know exactly what that's going to look like. I mean, I, I, is Donovan Wilson going to be one of these starters? Is it Kazee? Is Neil playing safety uh, yeah. more often than linebacker? These are all things we don't know. And, and, you know, is there going to be a, an outside contender? Is, uh, is he, uh, um, uh, Mukamara, Mukamara, Mukamu, Mukamu, Mukamu. I always say want to say, yeah, I always say want to say Mukamara, right? Izzy, it's Mukamu, Izzy. Izzy. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, Izzy, is is Izzy going to make a play? It sounds like he was uh, impressing a little bit early on. I mean, not surprising. Super early, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, let's see. Let's. I mean, I think there's, there's there's still a lot to be seen before we can feel confident, especially with so many rookies that we've barely even seen. I think where the Cowboys could get better at cornerback is by small improvements at certain spots. So, for example, Landon, Anthony Brown, I think, is a good slot corner. Now, last year he had a down year, but it's important to put a little bit of context in it. He got hurt after week one. He broke his rib. He missed some time, and then he really never recovered from that broken rib. Uh, I can't imagine trying to play in the slot with a broken rib all season long. That sounds awful. Uh, So if if he's healthy – and you feel really good about your slot, and you feel really good about Trevon Diggs taking the next step, it's not going to be the most flashy and the best secondary in the world, but if you can kind of get better at two spots, I think that'll help. I do think Wilson going into his third year, I think Keanu Neal 
and basically being two years removed from his last injury, playing the strong safety spot. I think that'll help. So, again, they don't need to be the top five secondary in the world, you know, in the league to to be a successful defense. They just got to be competent. And I do think they've done enough to potentially be competent, maybe not right away, but maybe by the second half of the season when it really matters. Well, let's also remember, too, you know, I think there's a tendency to think of these units as, you know, in, in terms of the whole season as opposed to a trend, right? Yes. The, the, the defense was terrible in the middle part of the, of the, of the season Awful. last year. Awful. As the season went on, a lot of the aspects of the defense got better and better. Not, yes. not, not good, but, but, but improved, right? And, and I think that a lot of it had to do with Brown getting a little bit further away from his injuries, Awuzie coming back. I think mm-hmm. people forget that we, we were missing 24 for a large portion of the year last year and rotating in street free agents as our starters at cornerback. Yeah. So just, just getting – talented cover guys in the mix that aren't you know people that were on the street as your cornerbacks that's an improvement uh and so you look at i think you're right it's it's a it's about small improvements across the board right trayvon Diggs getting that much better Mm -hmm. joseph maybe maybe hopefully being that much more talented than a right uh uh uh, brown feeling healthier and and playing a little bit more you know uh, playing better in the slot uh, Jordan Lewis potentially uh, not being necessary to play cornerback full time. Maybe now you start to see him play even more of a kind of a free safety corner, uh, a slot nickel role, which I think improves his play. So it, you're right. It's it's needing to see small improvements across the board because again, like and and I this is kind of I, we've harped on this before, but I really think with the defensive backfield, it's about having what's the weakest length in your group. Right. And, and yeah. a lot like offensive yeah. line. So if there's improvement across the board, uh, that's going to be a force multiplier. And I think it's going to make your pass defense improve as well. And then last thing I'll just say, guys like Micah Parson, Randy Gregory getting a full off season, you know, hopefully you get some more juice out of Osa. You get some more juice out of uh, Hill. You get some more juice out of yep. Gallimore. Yep. The pass, the increase in the pass rush, the better pass rush, especially interior is going to help these guys because they're not going to have to cover as long. All right, next question comes from Josh. Name a surprise veteran cut from training camp this year. As you think, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you a name, Landon. Again, we've been talking about penny pinching for a while. Oh. Um, what about Ty Nishke? I, I think he's a phenomenal swing tackle. But if the Cowboys feel decent about where Josh Ball is and maybe they feel good about where Terrence Steele is after an offseason of working with Duke Manyweather – they could save a little bit of money uh, over like 1.2 million by cutting Ty Nischke if they feel comfortable with the rest of the guys on the roster. Would that one surprise you? Yeah, I I think it would surprise me simply because after what we went through last year, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I, I I they obviously obviously felt the need to 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 secure that spot. So I mean, I guess if they felt really confident, maybe after training camp. Well, they asked would, for a surprise cut, not a likely cut. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, that would definitely would be surprising cut. I will, yeah. I will concur yeah. on that. Um, I know you've been saying Cedric Wilson for a while. I, I know that's uh, one that you've been putting out there. No, I, not so. I, I think Noah Brown more likely than Cedric okay. Wilson. Okay. Just because and I, I would agree. Because I think Brown is more uh, special teams re- reliant on his roster spot, and that's probably easier to replace. But I don't know that that's necessarily a surprise, right? What about Keanu Neal? 
What about okay, if they? I, I looked at that one actually. Um, I looked okay. at it today because somebody suggested that they would actually take on a one million dollar cap hit by doing that. They wouldn't actually really? save any money, so it doesn't really make a lot of sense. To do probably, that. Not. I wouldn't be surprised. Like if I don't know, you know, similarly, Kazee, if you know, if if those kind of numbers that worked out, any one of these guys that has a a, a deal that's easy to get out of, I. I you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'll, Watkins, I don't know what his uh, what his number is if he got cut, but you need these guys that they just signed. One point three million, you can save. Yeah, I mean, I think you know any of these guys that you that you can save money that are e- even if we think that they may be valuable rotational pieces, uh, th- they may they may feel like they need the money more, you know, and that they that the difference in in the play is not uh, so severe between like let's say. Uh, uh, you know, Golson and uh, mm-hmm. Watkins or something like that. You know, they they may view that or or Armstrong. I mean, maybe not Armstrong because he's still on a rookie deal. But well, well, that's that's funny that you mentioned up because he's one of the ones I circled. So here's here's three guys that the Cowboys could cut. They would each save them about a million dollars. Darian Thompson. Yeah, I mean that's that's not a surprise. I, I, yeah. They should cut him right now. <laughs> uh, Maurice Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. Uh, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it would be surprising, but I think it's surprising that they would cut a veteran corner because they don't have a lot of you know talent there. But yeah, yeah I, I I actually could see that. And then Dorrance Armstrong, you can get out of his deal by saving a million dollars. Now the problem with Dorrance is how many other defensive ends under the roster do you trust? But maybe if they like Terrell Basham and maybe they want to hold on to Bradley and I, and maybe they really like Chauncey Golston as that fourth defensive end. Maybe you could justify it. And maybe maybe the move wouldn't be to release Dorrance Armstrong. Maybe it would be to trade him for a conditional pick to somebody else because he's played so much and he's on a rookie deal. But at a million dollars, is there really that big of a difference between him and Chauncey Golston? I don't know. Probably. And and if there is, how much of a difference will the will there be by the end of the season? I don't uh, know. Yeah. I, I, I any one of these guys, I mean, that's if you guys are looking for cuts. Look where the money savings can be the most, and the the talent drop off will be the least. That's that's the spot. All right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card all right landon we've got two questions left this one comes from cam what kind of developmental jump do you guys believe that both donovan wilson and neville gallimore will make in dan quinn's defensive scheme do you believe that those are that this scheme 
uh, will help out Wilson and Gallimore? Um, I think I think Wilson will get some help for sure, um, just because I think it, that might more clearly define his role, and it might uh, help him play better to his strengths um, by kind of giving him defined back end or upfront roles. Uh, you know, I think he was a pretty good split safety player too. When when he when you saw him in like two or two man or whatever, Gallimore. You know, it's interesting. Like, I, I think the question is how much do they plan on using him as a two gap player? Like, because like you know, there's obviously going to be some two gapping mixed into a lot of this, and and they've you know signed several players who are clearly kind of two gap specialists to a large degree. Um, but Gallimore, you know, is a guy who probably is at his best one gapping, getting up field. I agree. Uh, and he has some experience kind of two gapping. I mean, that, that frog stance stuff that they do in OU is a little yeah. bit like that. Yep. But I don't know that that's – I mean, I think, if anything, the tape kind of showed you that maybe that's not necessarily what he does best. So if I'm the Cowboys, I am just continuing to tell Gallimore to focus on getting up field uh, and being a, a disruptor and a penetrator. Um, what about Tristan so, Hill? Yeah, Tristan Hill to me, we you know, we haven't really talked about him very much, but he's to me the most fascinating of all these guys. Like because he he really showed you and despite what PFF may tell you, I thought he really showed you a lot of really interesting things last year that that really kind of re-wet my appetite for him. Yeah. Um and I think that he has kind of requisite power to to do a little bit of two gapping stuff if you wanted him to in the middle um if he could kind of get his uh, core strength you know a little bit up for in the offseason which i am just really fascinated in general to see what Tristan Gallimore and and uh, <laughs> what Tristan, Tristan Hill and, 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 and NFL Gallimore have done in in the offseason because uh <clears throat> you know with Osa coming in with all these defensive linemen coming in i still think that those two guys are the guys that you're hoping for improved and are going to earn those starting spots because they've had some experience now and they both have kind of athletic traits that you really like to see, uh, you know, used in the middle of that defense. I'm, I'm really curious to see how this rotation works out at defensive yeah. tackle, because I, I feel like you have three, three techniques, right. With Gallimore, Tristan Hill, and Osa, who are, we're going to talk about tomorrow on our, uh, our rookie mini camp review. Um, and then you've got Brett Urban as the one technique, and then our, our six-round guy from Kentucky, Bohana, right? And, Bohana. And Watkins, Watkins, I think, could probably play both, right? Don't you think he could play the just, one and the three? Are we counting on Carlos Watkins? Because I, I, whenever I've been doing my 53-man roster prediction, I, I seem like I always leave him off. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe he sticks if Golson doesn't get drafted. But at the same time, like – Watkins kind of plays a role that only, you know, maybe Urban or or Hill maybe he could play, right? Like I think that – and that's the other interesting thing is is that how much, you know, uh, nose technique are they going to use? How much zero? Are they mostly going to be a one gap, a a one shade? You know, if that's the case, you can play guys like Hill and and, – and uh, urban inside and play another one. But I mean, if you're actually going to use some zero is, is Bohana the only guy you can do there. That's why I think this is very fascinating because I, I think 
to me, it feels like I, at first I thought that they were trying to build towards something specific, but now I, I tend to think that they are collecting, uh, like you know, like like uh, you hear Josh Doris talk about basketball teams for their wide receiver yeah. groups, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what I feel like they're doing with the defensive line. They're getting a collection of different types of skill sets, figuring out who's the best skill wise. And then fitting the techniques around what those guys okay. do well. And as long as you get an assortment of these guys, that it will fit, right? So I, I, it will be really interesting to see exactly how guys like Watkins, who have kind of a unique body type and role on this defensive line, if they make the team or not. Yeah, we're going to do a uh, our starter positional previews in the next couple of weeks. And when we get to the defensive tackle spot, that's going to be a really fun one to do yeah. a deep dive on because, man, there's a there's a lot of guys and a lot of different skill sets there. Uh, last question, Lane, and this one's from Laura McCool. Is Dune going to be released in theaters and HBO Max or just theaters? I, I think I think Laura may have gotten her questions uh, mixed. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't work at Warner Brothers anymore, so I don't I don't I have no insight here. I'm going to go ahead and say, in theaters probably. Okay, I, I'm excited because Hans Zimmer doing the uh, doing the music for the show or for the movie. It's a it's a it's a fantastic book too. So I mean I'm, I'm excited go. about that too. Thanks for your question, Laura. Let's try to keep it to the Cowboys next time. <laughs> uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Audacity, wherever you get your podcasts. Continue to follow our YouTube uh, YouTube channel. Uh, you can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.